Hi everyone, I'm Elisa and this is Simple Intentions, a podcast focusing on a variety of health and wellness topics to help you live a happier, healthier, more intentional life. Join me as I interview a variety of health and wellness specialists who share their knowledge and some fantastic tips on how we can better ourselves and live a life of intention. Hey guys, welcome to the Simple Intentions podcast episode two. I'm so excited to bring to you today a fantastic chat that I had with Catherine from Mama Nurture. Catherine is a postpartum doula and a mindfulness teacher. Through this chat, Catherine initially shares her own personal journey to motherhood and how the birth of her children led her to following her passion to helping women during their own process as they transform into mothers. Mama Nurture combines her passion of nurturing and nourishing new mums with food providing them with a supportive listening ear to hear about their journey, as well as sharing practical mindfulness skills to support this transition, especially in those first initial six weeks once Bub is born. This is a great conversation for both mothers as well as mums-to-be, and I hope you get a lot out of it. So without further ado, let's get stuck right in. Thank you so much, Catherine, for joining the Simple Intentions podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here had a look on your Facebook page and I just feels like it's just filled with so much warmth and knowledge and experience to give to mums that I'm just so excited for mums to listen to this and hopefully get a lot out of this today. Yes that's my exactly my aim in life is my passion my sole purpose is just to support mamas and mamas to be and yeah bring them all the help and nurture and nutrition that we need in those early couple of months after having a baby and then imparting knowledge before we have the baby (laughs) so I guess we'll start off with how how did you get into being a postpartum doula and also why like how did it all come about it's a very long long story so I'll make it super quick but I had my daughter she's six now and about after a year of having her I kind of woke up one morning and realized "Mm, I kind of haven't done anything for myself and I had totally lost myself I had thrown myself into being a mother and just forgotten about everything else. Um, I was 100% depleted. I was exhausted. I was tired. Um, So then from that moment, I started doing something that used to bring me peace and joy every day. And then we moved up to the coast um, about four years ago. And I decided that I still wasn't 100% fulfilled in everything that I was doing. And I quit my job and um, started my own business and then um, along came Joshua 18 months ago and he sent me on another path of self-discovery and about six months after he was born COVID hit and you know it was that intense time and I was once again exhausted like doing some searching what's going on I needed to change things and I went deep into meditation and journaling and from that I was led to what I do now which is my postpartum doula and creating mama nurture so I guess you would say it's kind of my children and my journey into motherhood and how that has cracked me open has led me to where I am today. That's, that's so wonderful to hear that you made that step when you realised you weren't being fulfilled. And although as a mum, when you already have so much on your plate, you took that step to do something that you were truly passionate about. Like, how crazy? So crazy, but I really feel that and when you become a mother, you become a new person as well. Yeah. You were a woman and you 
your career and maybe your life ran one way but then when you become a mother something else happens and you change emotionally physically spiritually um, and that really happened twice so first you know with my daughter I quit my job and then started my own business and then with Joshua it happened again that I wanted to add something else into my business and that was my postpartum doula and creating mama nurture so they really do open us up our children as we go through this process of becoming starting off as a mother or a maiden and then becoming a mother it's just so crazy yeah I mean even in my own personal experience I feel my perspective on a lot of things changed after I had my daughter and I guess I realized what truly was important to me I feel that whole process especially at the beginning was really a transformation into a new era of my life um, it's such an important process and we really do need to honor it. Yeah. I feel that um, this process from going from a woman or a maiden into a mother is something that we kind of rush through. We may mm -hmm. not listen to. Mm -hmm. um, we all these feelings and emotions come up and we kind of push them down. I certainly did with my daughter for years. Yeah, I mean, I guess even like my own experience, you were just solely thinking about your child and I guess you're just trying to work it all out and you can forget to take a moment and take note of yourself. You know, on that, when we are pregnant and it's getting closer and, you know, we're usually like, we're prepping, we're organising the baby's room, we're getting the baby bag ready. But in terms of mindfulness, what are some things in your perspective that we should consider pre-baby as well as once you've given birth other than obviously the child? Yeah, other than the child. Yes. Yeah, because <laughs> how often, like, we prepare so much for the birth. Yes. Like, if you think about all our antenatal courses, they're all about the baby and the yes. birth and what to expect during the birth. And then we're kind of like, see you in six weeks once we've had the baby and you're just thrown into this. And it's just <laughs> like, okay. And you're just, and like with social media and stuff, it's always like, you know, we're expected as mums to bounce back and be seen to be out in the community, showing off our baby, you know, getting it back into our skinny jeans. Um, and we've really lost a lot of those old traditions that used to nurture and nourish mums in those first um, six to eight weeks, you know, your first 40 days. And those first 40 days can really, really set you up for the rest of your life. So if you slow down and if you nurture and nourish yourself, you're more likely to be able to come back into the world, re-emerge into the world, full of so much energy and vitality. However, if in those first six weeks you are saying yes to everything, you're letting all the visitors in, all the germs or whatever it is, and you're and you know when you have visitors, you're like, oh yeah, I must make them tea and biscuits and have treats. I know that's exactly what yeah, I was like, yeah. and we don't realise that that is. And then at the end of the day, we are so exhausted, and it puts us back three or four days. Um, so going back to your question, so when you're pregnant I think it's thinking about that postpartum period in those six weeks what would bring you loads of happiness and joy and to listen to that intuition it's we as women are often told that the answers are external and we you know we're googling we're getting advice from everybody else it's what I did with my daughter and I just went on this spiral for a whole year of listening to advice trying this not working so before we have a baby, really starting to tap into that intuition and what your body and your mind and your soul is telling you. Um, so therefore, when you have your baby in those first six weeks, you feel confident in listening to that intuition and going with what it says. And if it says, I don't want to see anyone for six weeks or a week or a day, then you listen to that. 
Um, so yeah, starting to listen to your intuition would definitely be tip number one. Um, and also preparing um, your, your, an environment for you. So you know how we make these beautiful nurseries? I was like, Pinterest board for nursery. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, what about us? What would bring you peace and joy and calm in those first six weeks? Maybe it's a beautiful rocking chair that you can sit. Maybe it's a little board with some quotes on that will bring you back into the present moment when you're full of stress and fatigue and um, overwhelm. So having a think about just a lovely little area that you can create for yourself to go to. Um, what else? Pre-baby, pre um, building your village of support. So once again, as women, we find it really hard to ask for support and for me it was because if I ask for help it means that I'm saying I can't do it all and I've always been able to do it all um, I mean was successful in my job I gave 100% and if I fail as a mother it feels like that's asking for help hey I can't I can't do it all but it's not it's the total opposite Asking for help is so so important so I'm building that village of support when you're in the midst of that six weeks after having a baby where you know you just can't process everything and there's a fog and you're surrounded by different advice if you've made maybe a little list of key people um, that you might be able to lean on who will listen to you and who will not necessarily give you advice that's gonna you know impact you but just sit and listen yeah. So having a little cheat sheet, you know, maybe you've got an osteopath on there, a naturopath, a nutritionist, you know, a physio, uh, your mother's group, whatever it might be, just having that village of support that you know are on there who you can call and connect with. And they will always be there to offer you support mm. um, with that village of support as well. The key thing I think we should ask for help with is food. Yeah. <laughs> and like I have got so many girlfriends and I know if I had just asked them to cook me a lasagna, a chicken soup, they would have been more than happy. So we've got to remember that um, people want to give help in the right way, whether that's cooking for us, maybe that's coming over and folding laundry with us while we talk. Maybe that's holding bub while we, while we have a shower. So if we can have all that in place for those six weeks, uh, then that's going to have a huge, huge impact on the mum. And with that comes a postpartum doula as well. Obviously, being one, I'm hugely passionate about the impact they can make in that first six weeks. They're a person who can listen and, you know, not give you conflicting advice, help you go for, for me, I always sit and listen to mamas so they can tap into their intuition. Um, I think we've got the answers within us. We just need a space holder to help us process those uh, feelings and thoughts and emotions. So yeah, there are a few things to yeah. have a think about before baby. And then after baby, it's all about the food. If you can get a meal train of your friends just delivering food every say three days and just nurturing and nourishing yourself through food, and it's important that we eat the right food as well. So not so much the raw veggies, but like home cooked food with lots of beautiful broths and veggies, cooked veggies. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, anything that's not made by you is going to nurture and nourish you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even in general, it's, it's so hard to figure out what am I going to be making for dinner tonight? 
And for someone to bring over a meal and to have one less thing to think about, especially during those early weeks, is just heaven. And more so, that person could also be someone who listens to your experience. So you have that social aspect as well. And there's loads of recipe books out there that you can always share with a friend and say, oh, I'd be so grateful if you could cook this for me. And there's plenty of recipes that are really, really simple as well. Chicken soup is a great one. Anything with broth. So they're not hard recipes. They're not expensive to make. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, or if you haven't maybe got a support network around you, it's when you're pregnant, just doing a day's cooking or half a day, whatever, and stocking up the freezer. Yeah, lovely. If you do have that support network and you are lucky to have that support network, even for me, I feel like I would have so many people around me that would almost would be waiting for me to say, how can I help? And they don't know unless you ask. You know, they might think that you want yeah. their space. So I think the biggest thing is definitely asking and not being afraid to ask. I guess as well, in your eyes and from your experience working with the mothers, how important is the mother's health and well-being, both physically and mentally, during this transition time into motherhood? So during those six weeks, and I guess also and beyond. Oh gosh, it is so important I think I said I think it's the first 40 days can really set you up for um the rest of your life and with a lot of things um obviously there's postnatal depletion as well as postnatal depression and depletion is not spoken so much about um Dr Oscar Serilak has the most amazing book so I'd really encourage if you're a mum to be listening to this or even if you've had your baby and you're feeling that absolute exhaustion um check out this book it's got so many tips and so many ideas of how we can heal ourselves and look after ourselves in those first six weeks and what we can ask our doctor for as well so if we are feeling exhausted and this tiredness and this fog fogginess isn't lifting then we've got to we've got to ask for help and say you know it's not normal like we are I think as mums are just like oh it's fine I'm just totally exhausted it's what comes with being a mother but you know it's not necessarily there is this depletion and often that depletion can last up to four years um and it's that four-year mark that you know we we just finally maybe we realize okay something's not right here but hopefully with more and more research and science coming out about depletion and how we need to look and nurture look after ourselves and nurture ourselves and if we aren't feeling 100% then you know that's okay to say I'm not feeling 100% There's, you know there might be something more going on um so yes yeah, just so so important so that's a really really fantastic book um and we go through this huge transition and it's, it's, yeah, like we said, it's just kind of brushed over and people come and visit you and they say, oh, is the baby a good sleeper? And yeah. we've oh. got all this like, what about me? Can someone ask about me, please? Um, so I think it's just like talking. And I, I feel like there's a real movement at the moment towards women's health and this process that we go through when we become a mother and there's an even a word around it now it's called matrescence so matrescence is a lot like adolescence so I did a post about it the other day and um, so adolescence if you think it's that transitional process that we go through when we you know when we're teenagers and how much research and emphasis and patience is put on that process we really look after the children we really bend backwards to accommodate their changing needs, their values. So 
us women go through that when we have a baby and it's matrescence and we really need to lean into this process this we do go through through physical mental spiritual changes and hormonal so many hormones and if we can open up that conversation make it honest and really share that all these big overwhelming feelings that are going on that whatever they are it's okay um you know the mum guilt the good enough I'm not good enough guilt the shame around not instantly having that bond with your baby that's all okay and the more we can talk about that and bring that to the forefront the more that we can honor this beautiful transition um, that we go through when we become a mother. Yeah, I mean, I feel like having so much access to social media, especially if this is your first baby, you can just get stuck seeing that highlight reel of other mother's experiences. And if you're going through a tough period, you can feel that guilt to even just share with others what you're going through. I mean, I know in my experience, I find out I found out during one day just talking to one of my girlfriends whose baby was a year older than mine that I just opened up to her and spoke about those low moments in those first six weeks. And she said she felt the exact same way. And I just never knew about it. Yeah. 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 We really do push those emotions and feelings down because we think they're wrong and we're ashamed of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that's exactly what I did with my daughter. My daughter was preemie and those first two weeks were pretty much I was an emotional mess. I couldn't stop crying. I didn't understand what was going on. I wasn't really allowed, like able to connect with my daughter because she was on, you know, she's being tube fed. So breastfeeding was a problem. I never expected motherhood to be that hard. And maybe that was, you know, not, I wasn't, I hadn't set myself up for that. So my expectations, I was going to be, oh, it's going to be so natural and beautiful. And literally straight after having an emergency cesarean, I was just like, wow, something has just really big happened. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm just going to push it down and ignore it and just cry for like a year. I think it was. And I did that for a whole year, just going to pediatricians, you know, um, lactation consultants. I just got myself in a spiral of trying to listen to everybody else and how to look after my daughter. And I had missed my inner wisdom of how that of the support she needed. So then with Joshua, um, it kind of, it took me five years to feel ready to have another child. So, I mean, that in itself, there was always external, when are you having another baby? Family like, come on, it's time for another baby. I'm like, not ready, I'm not ready. So. For once, I was really in touch with that intuition and I held I held back until I felt 100% supported. Um, we moved up here and I waited until I, I got my support network around me that I felt comfortable. And then, yeah, for Joshua, I kind of did the complete opposite of what I did with Poppy just because that felt, felt right. And I don't think I left the house for six weeks. Um, mm-hmm. My husband was like, hello are we going to come out of that room and I had like nested in um in in the room and I don't think I like bathed him or got rid of all the gunk from his hair for like two weeks even longer than that because I was just yeah it was just so so different and that's what kind of led me down this path of you know to become a postpartum doula and to really help women um you know nurture them so they can nurture their baby and if they want to nest then you know how can we support them in nesting and and making it feel okay 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny that you say that. My sister has two boys, so I have two nephews. And with her second, she had the exact same experience. She learned from her first and the experience of just pushing herself and was trying to do it all and then decided with the second that she would just nest, she would enjoy being at home. And although people came over to help, she was just being very strong and listened to her instincts. There's no right and wrong. It's whatever yes. brings the mum peace and joy. So for me, that's what brought me peace and joy, that nesting and same for your sister-in-law, is it? Yeah, and but for some other mums it might be getting out every single day for a yes. walk it might be going for a coffee but as long as we're just listening to ourselves and not letting the external world control what we should be doing or you know what we think we should be doing we just go inwards and say oh this feels really good today and just go with that um and you know that's what is so 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 beautiful because when you're doing what brings you peace and joy, you get this beautiful boost of oxytocin, which is what we survive on in those first six weeks that helps us with feeding, that helps us with energy, that helps us recover um, emotionally and physically as well. Yeah. Throughout listening to women's experiences, I mean, for both of us, you have an 18-month-old, I have a 15-month-old. So we have both had them pre-COVID in 2019. Our journey would have been completely different to say those that have become mothers in 2020. With such a massive life transformation, it can already be hard, let alone going through a pandemic with those feelings of isolation heightened. Mm. Um, how have you aided some of those women that you've come across? And what advice can you give those that may be listening for their mindfulness moving forward? Yeah, and I think you touched on the word earlier, but um, a lot of the wording and the experiences was that they felt very alone mm -hmm. because they didn't have the family support around them. They couldn't have visitors. So even if you did want visitors, you couldn't have them. Um, they couldn't go out to coffee shops. They weren't able, they didn't get a mother's group. And if you're a first time mum, that mother's group can be the core to your well-being. Um, so yeah, feeling isolated and that whole safety aspect, you know, maybe not feeling safe in going out with a new baby because people around you, you know, might be coughing or whatever. And I spoke to a mum, she lives in the UK and she had a baby last year and she said she, she lived in London and, um, everybody was out and she'd had this new baby and all she wanted to do was go and get some fresh air. And she lived near Hampstead Heath, I think it was. And she said it was packed, absolutely packed. <sighs> so she didn't feel like she could go out for the safety of her and her baby. And that is extremely isolating and very, very lonely. So, um, and another mum came to me and she said, oh, I see you're doing these, you know, programs and workshops for mummers-to-be, but are you planning on doing anything for the mummers of 2020? Um, and that's when it really hit me that, yeah, there is this group of mums who just went through the biggest year last year, you know, and they have missed out and they missed out on so much. So my new program, Reconnect, it's called, it starts in a couple of weeks, is all about bringing women who are on the Central Coast. So it's face-to-face um, -face at the moment, depending on how it goes, then I'd love to make this an online version so we can group all these beautiful women and connect them. But it, yeah, it's all about reconnecting, reconnecting to yourself, reconnecting to society, um, reconnecting with other like-minded mamas as well. So they can release um, everything that happened last year yeah. because we can't move on until we've released that trauma that they would have gone through um and then yeah reconnecting back into society so I've got 
nutritionists coming. I've got physios coming. Um, we're going to really, really dive into their mental well-being, physical and emotional well-being as well. And one of my core areas is, like you said, mindfulness. That's my kind of little passion that I bring into the mix with my doulaing. Um, and yeah, meditation, mindful moments throughout the day, stopping and breathing and being in the present moment are key to kind of connecting back into yourself. So that's what I did with my son. I started doing daily meditations, daily journaling. I would use um, my coffee or my cup of tea as my prompt to stop and check in with my emotions because we, you know, we're very good at pushing emotions down and we can't move through emotions unless we explore them. Um, so using little prompts throughout the day to just stop and think about how you're doing and then reaching out externally for support, um, once again, is so, so key. So I am hugely passionate about bringing these mamas of 2020 mm. together and really nurturing and nourishing them because they really deserve that. Um, and they didn't get that. And that absolutely breaks my heart, but it's never too late. So um so yeah, I'm very excited to bring these women together and I don't, I, I'm hoping that it will be successful enough to bring it online because I know there's so many mums being from the UK, all my girlfriends, have, you know, who had babies last year, which is quite a few of them, went through it so, so tough and I'd love to be able to support them in reconnecting and releasing everything. I think going through the pregnancy journey, you have in your head how it's going to be to a certain extent. But these women would have been asking questions like, what does, a what does this process mean? You know, is my partner even allowed to be in the room? You know, even for me, listening to some women who gave birth during this time, they felt that celebration was different than what they expected. And their worry to leave the house was even heightened, like not only for the newborn, but as well as this, themselves. Mm. There would have been so many women going through this journey and I'm sure they would appreciate the work that you're doing to reconnect them. Um, to finish off, could you share some mindfulness tips for mums on how they can live an intentional life and get back to their true selves? Yeah, yeah, oh yes. And I think the most powerful one is in the power of breath. So let's explore that. Like we know when we can stop and take a big deep breath in through our nose and out through our mouth. It's that long exhale out that taps into that state of relaxation, takes us out of fight and flight, that how often as a mother are we in fight and flight when we're trying to get our babies to sleep? Um, I know I was in fight and flight for the whole time I was breastfeeding. Um, so when we can feel we're moving into overwhelm or panic or stress or anxiety, it's taking ourselves back to that power of the breath to ground us to bring us back down and anything that's going to help so breathing in through the nose and a really long exhale out and there's so many different breathing techniques that you can do square breathing is one um, the alternate nostril breathing is another great one so if you could just have you know a couple of these breathing exercises up your sleeve that you can pull out when you can feel yourselves so it's another good thing to look at when you're pregnant Maybe you can then print them off and put them in pretty pictures up on the wall to remind you. And then that's really that breath is going to bring you back into that present moment. And um, each night I do something similar with my with my son. I place him on my chest and together we just breathe. 
and it's just a beautiful opportunity to connect and just release because um, often we're so busy through the day that we don't really take a moment to breathe either. And if we can start using that breath to calm ourselves while holding our child, they're going to start learning that as well. And um, I'm so passionate about the power of breath, um, you know, in supporting these big emotions and slowing us down and, and helping us reconnect. Because we, when we're living in the present, we're not worrying about the future and we're not rethinking the past. And the breath does exactly that. Um, so yeah, check out different breathing techniques and find one what works for you. Some work for some and not for others. So just, you know, just do a bit of a Google, get your top five breathing techniques and you're away. Um, and I think the other one I think I mentioned was just creating these mindful moments throughout the day and rituals. So as mums, we tend to put everybody else above our needs. We're always on the bottom of the list, right? Um, and we're like, oh, I'll get to the bottom. When I get to the bottom of the list, I'll go and do some self-care. Or if I get time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and then one month goes by and you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, oh, I never did that. that looking after myself. So it's just reminding maybe journaling on some things that bring you happiness and then writing them up on the board on your uh, on your mood board if you've got one or even just on the fridge and taking time to look at that list every day and do something that connects to you um so these are you know your little mindful moments so for me it's having my cup of tea first thing in the morning without the kids they know mum's got the cup of tea can't talk to her I go out, I go in nature, I breathe, and that's how I start my day. So if we can just create these beautiful rituals to stay connected to ourselves, then we're less likely to lose ourselves along the way. If we can create these moments of, you know, to listen to how we're feeling and what we're going through and um, tapping into things that we used to love before we became a mum, then that really does help us grow and stay, gives us a lot more patience as well when we're in those big moments with our children we can go back to those beautiful mindful moments for ourselves um and then the other one really is just sleep sleep is so important and it's so elusive in those first couple of months (laughs) so i just just get sleep when you can but what's really really good is just thinking about some really healthy sleep habits Mm -hmm. now no matter how hard it is you know, when the kids are in bed and you're like, oh my God, I've got some time to myself. And then we stay up until like 11 o'clock watching Netflix. And we're yes. like, damn, what did I just do? <laughs> and that is okay. That's okay. But maybe it's just going to bed half an hour earlier every night. Yeah. Um, leaving the phone out in the kitchen for the night. And when we wake up in the morning, maybe it's just taking a moment before we check in with everything else that's going on. So just creating some really good habits around sleep, Um, having beautiful lighting in our room, having a tidy room, if that helps, you know. So therefore, what sleep we do get when we get it is decent, deep, restorative sleep. Uh, And then during the day, if you've got a young baby um, sleeping when they sleep, um it's just so So hard hard. because you really (laughs) need a shower um but they do say that you know 15 20 minutes is a good nap so sometimes you know those three hour naps can if we go to sleep for that amount of time can then affect our night sleep so Dr Oscar Saralak has a whole chapter on sleep um and how we can set up these good naps which is like 50 15 20 minute naps which means that if our baby is asleep for, you know, one sleep cycle, we've still got that 20 minutes 
because the sleep cycle is 40 minutes. We've still got that 20 minutes to do a shower or have a cup of tea. Knowing that we can have a 20 minute power nap is enough to restore you to carry on with the rest of the day. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I wish I had listened to this when I was pregnant. I feel like there are just like so many of us that can connect with a lot of what you have mentioned today. And it is so wonderful to know that there are people such as yourself that are so passionate about helping us mothers go through this transformation. Uh, before we wrap up, I read a quote that you posted just recently on your page, which I love. It is, there is no greater transformation than motherhood. Painful and powerful, it stretches you to your limits and beyond. When I read that, I was like, ooh, tingles. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's the biggest transformation ever. And that is why I am just so passionate about nurturing a mum through that period. And you know what? That period never ends, right? It carries yes. on. And we change again and we go through that transition second time, third time, depending on how many children we have. But if we can just talk about it more and, yeah, really support one another, because we used to, right? We used to be surrounded yes. by elders and our family. And we give birth now and become a mother in a very isolated way, even though, you know, we've got houses and people around us. We haven't got that you know, close-knit community that we used to have that used to make that transition a lot easier. And we used to talk about it and the elders used to tell us all these things that would come out. So we've kind of lost that. And that is what I'm so passionate about bringing back. And even if it is just through being a postpartum doula, me going in and listening and nurturing and nourishing and like you know my average pack like is normally three hour visits once a week. That's sometimes just enough to bring it all back and let mum know that she's she's not alone and where to find all this extra additional support if she needs it. Oh, beautiful. Oh, thank you so much for sharing your story and your wisdom today and being a part of the podcast. I'm hoping mums and mums-to-be got a lot out of this today and they connect with you if they would love to chat further or potentially get some extra help and guidance. No worries. Thank you so much. Had a wonderful chat. What a great chat with Catherine. I got heaps out of that and I hope you did too. I'll summarize some of the key points. There were quite a few, but I've condensed to six points. First one, tap into your intuition. Listen to your gut instincts, trust yourself and do what you think is right. Second, in preparations for Bub's arrival, make sure that you also create an environment for yourself, somewhere where you can go to when you're feeling overwhelmed. Third, build your support network. Make sure you ask for help if you need it or just simply want to talk to someone about how you're feeling. Fourth, make sure to stop and breathe. Kath says this is a very important one. Use your breath to connect back to yourself and the present moment. Fifth, create mindfulness moments or rituals. It could be as simple as having a cup of coffee or a tea. And the sixth one, get sleep when you can and more so build positive sleep habits. From experience, I also had a hard one with this one, but it is very important, as Catherine mentioned. Also, an important note, Catherine mentioned a book to check out. It is The Postnatal Depletion Cure by Dr. Oscar Serilac. If you want to check it out, I believe it's also an audiobook if that's an easier way for you to listen along. To connect with Catherine, check out her website, mamanurture.com. You can connect with her on socials. Her Facebook is Mama Nurture, that's M-A-M-M-A, Nurture or Instagram, mama.nurture. 
If you became a mother in 2020, her Reconnect six-week program starts this Saturday, 27th of March. She has recently posted a video on her Facebook page if you want to check it out for more details and make sure you connect with her to find out more information. Thanks for listening into the episode, guys. I hope this has helped you on your journey of living an intentional life. Make sure to subscribe if you want to hear more and please provide feedback with your podcast provider. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.